Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone's doing well today and you had a nice weekend. I do apologize. I was really late getting out the audio version of the episode that I recorded actually Friday afternoon. Believe it or not, I recorded, I think I started recording around like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Plenty of time for me to get the episode done and get it out to you guys even before we did the bonus happy hour, which was at like 730 or something like that. And man, do I regret doing that episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it because it was a fucking pain in the ass. There's a reason why I don't do a lot of video, but I wanted to do I wanted to do video for the sake of showing the the chart of Bitcoin just because there you know crypto was getting crushed in in like all that week and it was in the news and everyone was was talking about it so i wanted to do some technical analysis on the chart and the only reason the only way that i know how to do that is to do video is to do like a zoom call and share my screen so i i was happy with that portion of it but it was just there was just a lot of issues with the, my neighbors. I don't know if you guys have listened yet, but there was this kid who was screaming for his mommy for like literally hours, and I I don't know if Justin edited out a lot of that from the the video, but it was really fucking frustrating. Like when I when I say at first I thought it was this kid, right? I, I thought it was this little kid crying for his mom, and I was like, all right, this baby's crying for mommy. Mommy will take care of it. But it was like he would cry for a couple minutes and then he would stop for five or six minutes. And just when you think he's done, he starts up again. And and finally, after, you, you know, I was pausing the, the video and, you know, I would go take a break. I'd get something to drink. I, I'd do some other work and I'd come back when he'd stop and I'd start again and then he'd start crying again. And I finally went over to the, the balcony behind me and I, and I see this kid, you know, I thought it was like this little baby. It's some seven-year-old little fucking brat standing on the balcony crying like a little bitch. Like, I'm sorry, kid. Shut the fuck up already. It's been a couple hours. Mommy's clearly gone. So screaming off the balcony at the top of your lungs is not going to do anything. God damn. And now, of course, they're having like a birthday party or something over there. So if the, if you guys start hearing like really terrible music thumping in the background, that's the same neighbors. And they also have a little yippy bitch dog who drives me fucking crazy from time to time. A friend of mine is actually friends with them, and she tells me that they're moving out soon. So that day cannot come soon enough. But 
anyway, so when I started recording that, it ended up taking me like three or four hours to finish that podcast, uh, just the recording of it, because I had to keep stopping and waiting for that stupid kid to shut up until I finally just lost my shit on him and, and, and told him to, to shut the fuck up and go to the pool, it basically. A little nicer than that, but... <laughs> But then came the real fun because I didn't have enough time to edit that down. And since I had to keep stopping the video and starting the video, I had all these video clips that I had to sort of stitch together. So I, I on Saturday morning, I started to do that. And that took a couple hours. And then to load, just to export the video I, I, onto my, you know, into a folder on my computer, that took almost three hours. Uh, I guess because the file was large and I wanted it to be in HD. And then I had to load it into the drive, and that took a couple hours so that Justin could grab it and he could actually clean it up for me. And then, I mean, he he did a great job of of getting the audio cleaned up for me because I wanted to get that out. But I had to go. I I was leaving town for for the night. I was going to uh, Sayulita with, with some friends. And then, so I had my phone on me. And I was going to download the the episode from the drive, load it onto the the you know anchor through my phone, but that wasn't working, and so it just it ended up being Sunday. Like I came back Sunday afternoon and did that. It was it was just a goddamn nightmare. But at least the video Justin got the video out on Saturday, and the video is actually probably the best way to watch that since the first you know twenty minutes or twenty five minutes or so, I'm talking about a chart that would really help to actually see that. And hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of that. If not, hopefully you just skip through it and listen to the rest of the episode and enjoyed it. But my God, was that did I instantly regret that once I started the video? Because um, man, it was just one thing after another with that. Anyway, what else is going on this week? Oh, um, I am interviewing Michael Rechtenwald on Thursday and I'm really excited about that actually because he is a he's kind of a big deal you know and uh big props to Justin for getting that set up but what so I'm gonna do that on Thursday afternoon and I think we'll do video with that <laughs> that kind of video is a lot easier because it's just one long video that I can throw in, in the drive for Justin to to edit for me but um, that will probably be released on Friday at some point, depending on Justin's schedule, if we do video. If it's just audio, I'll put it out Friday myself. We, we do have some more interviews coming up that I, I don't want to tease right now because we're still sort of ironing out the details there. But other than that, it's it's sort of business as usual. I guess if you like these interview episodes that I do, let me know, okay? Let me know somehow. And if you like the video, let me know. If you found the the Bitcoin analysis that I did helpful or entertaining and you enjoyed it, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me I did a great job or tell me you didn't like it too. But I, I just want to know. I want to get a feel for what you guys enjoy the most because if I'm going off of the, the download numbers, you tend to just like to listen to me ranting and raving like a lunatic in a room by myself. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the dates that I put these out or the times I put them out. You never know with you guys. So, um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction. Let me know your thoughts. 
And don't forget that this Friday we will be doing another happy hour. The last one was, man, it was a lot of fun. I didn't really have plans on Friday, so we went pretty late into the night. Um, I, I was supposed to meet some some people out at, at this bar, but I um, I didn't really want to go. <laughs> and and um, anyway, we uh, at least a, a few of us stayed on way 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 late into the night. I, I forget what time we wrapped up. If it was twelve thirty or one o'clock or something like that uh my time so but that that was a lot of fun we had a, a good group there had a pretty good turnout and we're using a new platform now that seems to be working just fine the the video does sort of cut in and out for some people sometimes but i i think that's just a matter of your bandwidth or something like that and um no, no problems getting it started. I don't envision any issues. It was very easy. It was as easy as Facebook Messenger used to be. And let's face it, we nobody wants to use Facebook anymore if we don't have to. And that's sort of going to be one of the topics of today's show because there's been a lot of um, a lot of debunking and fact checking and following the science that has completely gone to shit. So. I guess that that's uh, what I want to focus most of today's show on. But we will be doing another happy hour on Friday, and that will be at 7.30 Central Standard Time, unless I change my mind. I've been going back and forth about this. I don't know if you guys actually give a shit whether or not you get to see the, the sunset with me or not, because sunset's at 8.30 now, and that might be too late for some people. I don't know, so you feel free to hit me up. If you want to actually send me an email, that would probably be best. So email me. I'm giving you guys a lot of assignments today, aren't I? And <laughs> we're only 10 minutes into the show here. Uh, email me, peddling at peddlingfictionpodcast.com. If you're interested in the Friday night happy hour, but the time is not working for you, let me know. And if you like the time, let me know as well. 7.30 Central Standard Time. That's when we're going to get things kicking off. And remember, that is for all of the supporting listeners of the show. So if you want to become a supporting listener, you go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com and you click on the Support the Show tab. Set up a monthly recurring donation for any denomination that you want. And I will drink with you every other Friday, starting this Friday. That's it. That's that's all I got to report for um, administrative purposes. So let's just get this show on the road, shall we? The, uh, the, the main stories that I've been focusing on throughout this week have been around the whole COVID narrative, okay? So we had the last couple of weeks, we've just seen Fauci get proven to be more of a fraud than ever. That, well, at least the fraud that we always thought he was, but now it's becoming just blatantly obvious. All of these exchanges he's been having with Rand Paul, it, Rand Paul's been right on just about every single one of them, making him look like a complete fucking fraud, which he is. Uh, we had the the whole mask thing, wearing the mask after you were you were vaccinated. You know, he's wearing like a double mask or some shit, and Rand Paul was saying that that was political theater. And of course, Fauci was all huffing and puffing and and poo-pooing that idea until fast forward to, a, what was it, two weeks ago maybe? A week and a half ago, something like that, where he sort of changed his tune on that. 
and and said he was wearing the mask, but only because he didn't want to give mixed signals, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there, there's no more mixed of a signal than being vaccinated and wearing a mask indoors. It's like, well, which is it? Does the vaccination work or do I still need to wear these masks? Um, and, you know, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? He's been doing a tremendous job of giving mixed signals, which is, you know, par for the course for any fucking bureaucrat, by the way. Whatever they set out to do, they accomplish the exact opposite. In every single case, in uh, every single instance in the history of government, whatever they wanted to do, or at least whatever they tell you they want to do, they actually do the exact opposite. And there are just a million examples of this. Fauci is just the latest one with egg on his face. And it, it looks more and more like the conspiracy theory that this COVID-19 virus was created in a lab and escaped and became the Wuhan virus, <laughs> whatever Trump was calling it. That's looking more and more like the, the best explanation for what, what created COVID-19 and how it started wreaking havoc all over the world. And if you have the memory, uh, uh, a memory more substantial than a goldfish, you will remember that last year, when this, when you know, Donald Trump and among other people were were calling it the the Wuhan virus, and they were saying that it escaped from a lab and China created this, and it's all their fault. That those were labeled conspiracy theorists. They were debunked all over the internet. You know, we had fact checkers and Vox and all these left wing organizations. They all, they were all quick to to shoot down that idea because we have all these scientists that we're trusting now, and we follow the science, and that's just absolutely ridiculous that this this was created in a lab and that it escaped the lab. This was obviously because somebody ate some bat soup somewhere in China or whatever. Whatever they, I don't know. I mean, just I, I believe me, I'm no scientist. A lot of this stuff goes over my head, but the the idea that a lab that was specifically specifically existed to test these sorts of things and create these viruses and test and run all sorts of tests on them and things like that the idea that i don't know there was some negligence uh, uh some uh, chinese negligence some negligence coming out of a communist country <laughs> that you know this they could have screwed something up and this virus could have gotten loose that always seemed more plausible to me than this started in like some rodent or you know uh, a bat and it was bat soup and these wet markets right and it just jumped from the bat into the human and that's how it started or whatever other idiotic I, I mean like which one of those is more plausible just to you know the average person I mean which one is more far-fetched I should say right it's like okay if I was writing a, a movie or a novel, yeah, maybe this starts in like some some uh, wet la uh, wet market out in China or some some other um, you know poor third world country where they eat all these weird things, and then it jumped from animals to humans, and then it just took the world by force. That's definitely more a little more intriguing and maybe perhaps entertaining than it escaping from a lab that specifically works on these sorts of things. But uh, is it more plausible? I don't know. And it, it's starting to look like the facts, the actual facts, are are going toward the yeah, this escape from a lab, <laughs> and it is actually fucking delicious to see all of these pompous 
prick fact checkers with egg on their face. And that includes all of these social media platforms that have been deplatforming people and uh, uh, canceling people and taking their videos down for the last year for getting all sorts of things right on this entire COVID thing. If you were to listen to these so-called conspiracy theorists earlier on in this pandemic, you would have been a lot closer to completely 100% on point than if you listened to the so-called settled science and the fact checkers and the bureaucrats and our wise overlords in Washington. It, it amazes me. I mean, do they ever get tired of being wrong? Oh my God, dude, to be a fact checker, you, you know, it's fact checking as far as I'm concerned it, the only um, the only value that it could possibly have is if you're giving a bunch of statistics or you're referencing uh, dates or something like that. Th- that can be fact checked. Like if I if I said you know World War II started in 1933 and ended in 1935, that could be fact checked, right? Like th- that's clearly incorrect. We know those dates. However. If it's like some, if it's scientific theory, right? If it's the whole point of science is is not to be settled. It's never settled. Uh, the, The entire objective of science is to find the truth. But that doesn't mean that you silence everybody else's theories. And every time somebody challenges your theory, you don't just get to scream, oh, conspiracy theory, and and cancel them and shut off their microphone and silence them to the world. You have to take on the criticism. You have to take on the other theory and and actually debunk it. You can't just be like, well, no, that's not true, or that's a conspiracy theory. Look at them. They're crazy. We can't listen to that. The science is settled. That's why it's called Einstein's theory of relativity. It's a theory that hasn't been proven wrong yet. Maybe it will be at some point. <laughs> um, I, it absolutely just it, it amazes me how many people's minds are closed off to alternative theories about anything. I mean, we, we look back throughout history and we laugh, right? Because back, I, I forget when, but you know, Go back a, a few, uh, several hundred years, and everybody knew that the earth was flat. The science was settled. And if you were to ever, if you were to ever suggest otherwise, well, you were a fucking heretic and you, you probably needed to be put to death, right? Or, you know, during the, what was it, the early 1500s or something like that, when everybody knew, we just knew the earth was the center of the universe. It was settled science, right? And, and to question that, I mean, you had to be fucking crazy, maybe even imprisoned for going against the Catholic Church by saying that, hey, you know what? Actually, the sun is in the center and the earth is actually revolving around that, like what Nicholas Copernicus proposed, that the planets are actually revolving around the sun, not the earth, that we aren't the center of the universe. And, you know, he might not, it, I'm sure his model wasn't 100% accurate, but it was a lot better than the one that we had before that. And it wasn't for like hundreds, uh, at least a hundred years later or something like that, 
when the these ideas actually started to be taken seriously and even before then like was it galileo that they 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 put under house arrest or something for going against the catholic church like science does it it can't be fucking dogma okay it can't have a, a church angle it can't have a government angle i mean government as we know as i've basically laid out in excruciating detail on this podcast it's a religion it, it, it you just worship the state instead of some other god science you can't have that in science it fucks everything up i mean imagine if we had just if we had you know uh canceled everybody that said the earth wasn't flat or canceled everybody that said the earth that said uh the earth wasn't the center of the universe or anything else that that we've that we've now determined to be true and that once once you do that, a lot of things actually make sense. You know, two plus two equals four, despite what some people are trying to claim now. Um, the, you know, these there are certain facts that are are undeniable, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be questioned. Science should always be questioned, and anybody that puts forth a theory questioning the the science, uh, the, the the theory of the day that's been most widely accepted. Well, you don't just say shut up. Your your theory doesn't make any sense. No, no, you have to address that. It, it's just like the the whole free speech thing in general. This is how it should. This is how it has to work. Okay, if somebody comes up with an idiotic idea, they should be able to 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 talk to anybody about that. They should be able to put it anywhere, and then the people who um, disagree with that idea can tear it apart, uh, can embarrass that person, and if they can't. Maybe that idea isn't so idiotic. Maybe there's something to it. I don't know. But what good does it do to cancel everything? What what good has any of this censorship done from the beginning? Has it had any benefit to the whole pandemic? Or has it been more detrimental than anything else? I mean, remember those, those first couple doctors that came out and said the respirators were killing people? They were their videos were taken down off of YouTube, off of Facebook. They were canceled. Now, what, like worst case scenario, let's say we we leave that up there, we leave that up on YouTube, and a lot of people get to see it. O- okay, if he's wrong, what do we test out his alternative theory? Uh, we give it a couple goes, and maybe it's wrong. Okay, so we go back to the respirators. But, but if we cancel him, we don't allow that thought to enter into the nexus of conversation. Well, then lots of people, if he's right, it, and he was right, a lot of people died that may not have died. To dismiss the idea that this virus could come from the lab that was running, you know, experiments on this virus, which seems pretty plausible to me just because you don't like Donald Trump or you don't like Republicans or whatever, that is that is insane to me. I mean, do you want the truth or do you want to walk around like a freaking idiot for the rest of your life and have these sorts of problems keep popping up? I, I mean, my God, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to do? Do you want to fix problems or do you just want to wander through life aimlessly, never knowing anything, never solving anything, and just having the same problems occur over and over and over again? I mean, I I cannot think of one scenario that, I, that I'm aware of where somebody got canceled, somebody got silenced for their theory on the pandemic. That hasn't that hasn't um, at least partially blown up in the face of the corporate press and the mainstream narrative. 
and uh, along those lines, had they been allowed to to purport their 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 crazy ideas, what like how much damage could it have done to leave those out there versus w- what could be done if you take them down, if you don't let people, if you don't let their ideas get out there and they turn out to be right. And, and more and more, uh, um, more and more of these stories are coming out and, and these guys have been right all along. So I guess maybe there's maybe there's a silver lining here. I mean, it's not taking us hundreds of years to for these people to get their comeuppance. But at the same time, like, man, when are you, when are you guys going to learn not to trust these so-called settled science? They do the same thing with uh, climate change and all this all this stuff. They have an agenda and science should not have an agenda other than the truth. This is why we cannot have government involved in science. Government has no role in science. There's no authority given to them to, to be determining science and, and talking about which science is settled and which science we should be funding or anything like that. No, no, that, that is not their role, okay? And we don't want that to be their role because it shouldn't have a political tilt to it. And the second it does, the, the, the science goes out the window and it becomes pure fucking propaganda. And that's what you guys have been experiencing over the last year and a couple of months is propaganda. You have been propagandized to death. And look at the damage it has done to every, to millions of people's lives. I mean, uh, despite what that last article I was talking about with the lockdowns, that there's been no adverse effects and no uh, on the economy and it really saved lives and all that shit. Uh, no, no, there, there's been a tremendous amount of damage done. And these pompous fact checkers like Glenn Kessler here, at least now they're getting fucking heckled over this. The lab is like the, the lab leak thing is the most recent story. And that's getting a lot of traction because they, they really went after these guys for calling it the Wuhan virus and the, the Kung flu or whatever. I, I forget all the, the different names that they had for it, but they are, they are getting ripped on Twitter and to me, I mean, that just makes me happy. These these smug, pompous, so-called fact-checkers really need to be taken down. They need to be checked. And, and these are people that aren't used to getting checked a lot. Um, and it is nice to put these pricks in their place. They they have turned this fact-checking thing into a complete scam. It's, it's complete bullshit. I mean, every time they say they're fact-checking, they're they're doing the exact opposite, you know. It's just like with all these things where they take these words and they completely pervert the meaning of them. Facts and fact checking becomes fiction or opinions. Science, the settled science, becomes complete conjecture. This is all just a bunch of nonsense. This is their way of of like trying to legitimize themselves. Like, oh, we have these fact checkers. And they're of the utmost integrity, and they're going to tell you what's what. They're going to separate fact from fiction. That, that's complete bullshit. That's complete bullshit. All they do is carry water for all of the the, the corporate press narratives and all of these politicians. I mean, why do we need fact checkers for politics? I, I let me let you in on a little secret. It's all fucking lies. It's all lies. Anytime a politician's lips are moving, he's lying. That's how you know he's lying. His lips are moving. I mean, we don't need fact checkers to check politicians. 
They're all a bunch of fucking liars. That's what they do for a living. But it is it is just so fucking sweet. I mean, like, do they ever get tired of being wrong? You would think after the last four years of the, the Donald Trump hysteria, right? All, all this Trump uh, derangement syndrome, right? Where they, they jump on these stories, the Jussie Smollett thing, the Covington kids, and they're always wrong. Not, and not just like a little wrong. They are completely wrong. Absolutely embarrassingly wrong. How many times do you get to be wrong before you lose your fucking credentials on this? Like, PolitiFact is a goddamn joke. And anybody that cites PolitiFact should be fucking laughed out of the building. But they, so they've had to, they've had to now go back and they've been, all, all of these organizations now are sort of stealthily editing their previous fact checks from last year right they've got uh the 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 big politifact one was they went after tucker carlson for having this guest on on his show to talk about how he thought the wuhan lab theory had some merit to it now i didn't watch this tucker carlton uh, i don't think i saw this segment but politifact uh fact checked it right and the archived fact check is tucker carlson's guest Ayers debunked conspiracy theory that COVID-19 was created in a lab. And fast forward, here's an editor's note from May 17th, 2021. I think that might have been from September of last year, the first th- the first quote I just read. When this fact check was first... Pu- oh, it tells you. <laughs> just read the first sentence, John. When this fact check was first published in September of 2020, PolitiFact sources included researchers who asserted the SARS-CoV-2 virus could not have been manipulated. That assertion is now more widely disputed. For that reason, we are removing this fact check from our database. (laughs) Uh, So they got some egg on their face there. We caught Vox just sort of, I don't even think they issued like an official retraction. They just got caught sort of changing the words in the article. According to, this is Paul Joseph Watson. He's got some screenshots of them just changing the the sentences around to make it look like they were a little more lenient in their sort of fact-checking of these conspiracy theories. Some of the stealth edits from that Vox made to its article debunking conspiracy theories that COVID-19 originated in a lab leak between its original publication in March 2020 and now include... Removing the words that the virus definitely did not come from the Wuhan lab and saying that the facts, the fact the virus emerged in the same city in which the lab is located appears to be pure coincidence rather than previously the more definitive is pure coincidence. Um, So they changed. Let's see. But already, virologists who parse the genome and infectious disease experts who study the coronavirus have more than enough evidence to show that the virus is brand new and came from nature, not the Wuhan lab. That was the original publication. And they changed it to say, who study coronaviruses say they have enough evidence the virus is brand new and came from nature. And they just end it there. They don't say not the Wuhan lab. And then uh, further on down here, the emergence of the virus in the same city as China is only level four biosafety lab. Is It turns out is pure coincidence. That was the first article. And it changed it to appears to be pure coincidence. So they're sort of uh, like smoothing it out a little bit to make it 
seem you know a little less definitive as if you know we need to investigate it a, a little further as anthony fauci came out and said but they're going back and changing the, the way the article was written and they're not disclosing it to the readers you know they're not coming out with an editor's note even if even buried on like you know page six or below the fold or something like that they're just doing it and not saying anything. And so if somebody ever goes back and reads it, well, they don't look as dumb as they originally did. And this is all coming on the heels of, I'm, I'm sure most of you you guys have already heard about this, but there's new information based on a U.S. intelligence report that reveals that there were three researchers from the Wuhan Institute of Virology that became sick in November of 2019. Remember back to November of 2019? When uh, before all of this craziness started, we were just starting to hear uh, maybe in late November, early December, kind of maybe around Christmas of this this virus like taking a hold, uh, taking a foothold in China. Now, it turns out that three of the researchers who were working in this lab that uh, is now looking more and more likely like that created this virus and let it escape. They required uh, hospital treatment for their sickness. And then, of course, Anthony Fauci comes out, that fucking fraud, acknowledging for the first time that the origin of COVID-19 could have been something else. And we need to find that out, right? We, you know, he's not convinced anymore. All of a sudden, he's not convinced that the theory that of that that it escaped from the Wuhan lab was you know crazy conspiracy he's no longer convinced of that he's he's starting to think that maybe they're there we need to investigate this a little further and even Biden's CDC director last week came out and said she's remaining open to the possibility that the virus was leaked from the Wuhan lab and scientific groups have asserted that the lab leak is the most likely source but remember, for remember what's been happening for the last year, okay? They have been ridiculing people that have been coming out with these theories. They have been, social media networks have been labeling them misinformation. Do you have any idea how many times I've seen, oh, this is misinformation, and this is flagged for misinformation, click on this to get the COVID-19 facts and all that shit? Uh, how many posts have been removed from our private Facebook group? I get alerts for that. Or fake news. All of this stuff. And it turns out that, mm, once again, <laughs> the conspiracy theories have been proven not not to be only like plausible, but quite possibly true. When? When are there going to be some repercussions for these hacks that just write this stuff off? And in and, and places like you know Facebook, YouTube, for censoring the truth. For censoring what could possibly be truthful statements that could save thousands of lives. I, I, I mean, the, these some of these guys have blood on their hands as far as I'm concerned. And Project Veritas has come out. They've got a whistleblower from Facebook that's revealing the campaign that they're using to censor what they call vaccine hesitancy. They abbreviated VH. They've got leaked documents, internal documents that show the effort that they're going to to uh, censor vaccine concerns. They've got a whole plan. Facebook has a whole plan to combat vaccine hesitancy worldwide via what they call comment demotion. So they're trying to control this content before it even makes it onto your page, before you even see it. So the social media's goal is to reduce the user's exposure 
to those with vaccine hesitancy and also reducing the ability to engage with the posts that that um, promote vaccine hesitancy. One of the Facebook whistleblowers said the company uses a tiered system to rank and determine how comments should be censored or buried. This is all based on how much the statements question or caution against the COVID-19 vaccine. Tier 2, for instance, represents indirect discouragement of getting vaccinated. User comments such as these would be suppressed. Comments that include shocking stories that describe what could be true events or facts that can raise safety concerns are demoted. Any, any of the such that raises concerns about the coronavirus vaccinations are fair game to be demoted and hidden, according to the source, despite authenticity or capacity to contribute to the public good. I have to do something. It doesn't seem to matter if the comments are true, factual, or represent reality. The comment is demoted, buried, and hidden from public view if it clashes with the system. It doesn't match the narrative. The narrative being, get the vaccine, the vaccine is good for you, everyone should get it, and if you don't, you will be singled out. I mean, this is very dangerous. I, I mean, okay, what, like, so somebody posts a vaccine hesitancy thing, a post, an article, they say something that they're concerned, or like something happened to somebody that they knew that got the vaccine, like, why can't we have that out there? Why shouldn't why shouldn't people be questioning things? When did it become a conspiracy theory to think for yourself, to think that eh, maybe I should uh, do some research on this? Maybe um, maybe this thing has some merit to it. Maybe this idea has some merit. Let me look into this further. I mean, if we if we eliminate this retarded idea that we're just supposed to trust the experts and follow the science and do as you're told. If we eliminate that retarded idea, wherever that fucking came from, and we replace it with, hey, think for yourself, do your due diligence, gather as much information as possible before making uh, your own decision, coming to a a well-informed conclusion, well, then having all of this stuff out in the ether, all of this so-called misinformation, it isn't that big of a deal because nobody's a mindless lemming anymore and they don't just follow everything that they read on the internet. They read a lot of stuff, they weigh it against the stuff that they've read and their own thoughts and their own conclusions, and maybe they consult their doctor or something like that in the case of a vaccine, and then they make an informed decision, or as informed as you could be. Now, what's wrong with that? I mean, like, why are we trying to train everybody to be a fucking mindless lemming when you do that? they're more susceptible to misinformation. But the problem is that most of the misinformation, it turns out, is coming from the so-called trusted fact-checkers and the corporate press and all the the real serious journalists out there, except that they're almost always wrong about everything. When was the last time they got a story right? I mean, my God, they've gotten everything wrong on this coronavirus thing. Every, Every single one, every single one of them. Has, has been wrong every step of the way. All, all of the mainstream, the big outlets out there, the real serious news outlets, all these fact checkers, what have they gotten right so far? Has it been anything? No, no. It, it turns out a, a year later, they're finally figuring out that they're completely fucking wrong on everything. Why are they wrong? Well, because they exemplify the mindless fucking lemmings, those that carry water for the likes of Anthony Fauci, for government, for these bureaucrats. For fucking frauds. And and in true fucking just hilarious fashion. I guess they had some fact-checking festival 
But the Pointner Institute is perhaps the most respected think tank in our business, according to uh, th- this author. His name is Matt Taibbi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That name sounds familiar, at least or it looks familiar, the spelling of it. But I, I, I can't place this guy. Uh, an organization seeking to, quote unquote, fortify journalism's role in a free society. Among other things, through its sponsorship of the fact-checking outlet PolitiFact. A few weeks back, it held a virtual convention called the United Facts of America, a festival of fact-checking. Now, this is a three-day event featuring special guests. Are you ready for Christiane Amanpour? I don't know who that is. Dr. Anthony Fauci, Brian Stelter, our favorite little piggy, and Senator Mark Warner, a lineup of fact stars in huge air quotes, whose ironic energy recalled the USO's telethon execution of Terrence and Philip before the invasion of Canada and South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Tickets were $50 to go hear these fucking hacks talk. But if you wanted a private virtual happy hour with Brian Stelter, you needed to pay $100 for the VIP experience. Jesus Christ, dude. If Brian Stelter can get $100 for a VIP experience, I wonder what I could charge. Uh, During the confab, uh, PolitiFact's Katie Sanders asked Fauci, are you still confident that COVID-19 developed naturally? To which the convivial doctor answered, no, I'm not convinced of that. Going on to say we should continue to investigate all hypotheses about how the pandemic began. So this is what started this whole thing, was this fact-checking festival with the likes of Anthony Fauci, Brian Stelter, and a senator. I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. What kind of, like, could that be any more Orwellian in terms of fact-checking? Here's a a direct quote from Fauci last year. year, Everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. That was last May. That was a year ago. Okay, And and that's when Donald Trump was trying to blame everything on China, right? The, the Wuhan virus. It's like, oh, we can't do that because Donald Trump is a racist. So we're, we're just going to say that the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology had no no hand in this. That, that's impossible. This is obviously of natural origin. And now, fast forward a year, it, apparently it's, it's okay to say that, well, maybe China actually did have some some hand in this. Maybe this, uh, this secret lab where they were working on COVID-19 viruses, eh, let, let the virus slip out a little bit. But see, why did it take this long to get to that point? It's because it was so taboo to question this narrative. They, they keep pointing to, you know, this group uh, letter signed by 27 virologists last February, who strongly condemned conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. But I guarantee you there was some other letter out there signed by a bunch of other scientists who said the opposite. He had an article um, or a letter in Nature Medicine last March saying that our analysis clearly shows that the COVID virus is not a laboratory construct. The consensus was so strong that some well-known voices saw social media accounts suspended or closed for speculating that the COVID-19 had a lab origin. One of those uh, University of Hong Kong virologists, Dr. Li Meng Yan, oh, he's the one that went on Tucker Carlson's show in September. 
He was the one saying that it's man-made, created in a lab. After that appearance, the, the PolitiFact article, it gave it the liar, liar, pants on fire rating. That's why they had to pull it. Oops. Oops. You kind of fucked that one up, didn't you, PolitiFact? And then a year and a half later, we have the uh, the World Health Organization. They visit China, and of course... They, they give China a, a clean bill of health, pun intended. They say it's extremely unlikely that the lab origin theory um, is true. I mean, talk about a conflict of interest. How much money does the World Health Organization get from China? You don't think they know where their bread's buttered? And on the heels of that, you get the, the Wall Street Journal article coming out that exposes the U.S. intelligence report about the three researchers being hospitalized that worked in the fucking lab. You have a letter signed by 18 other experts in science saying that this lab theory should be taken more seriously. Look, I mean, I don't know for a fact that, you know, that this is true or or untrue, but to just dismiss it as conspiracy theory, you know, two or three months into this when nobody really knew anything just because it was it was a political issue. That is the problem here. We have to get all of these politics out of our lives. We really do. This this is poison. This is going to destroy society. There is no room in fact-checking or science or anything for government, for politics. You have to remove... And, and the reason it's so hard to do it is because politics is so far up our ass. Every aspect of your lives, especially when it came to COVID-19, had the government, had a political angle to it. But it's just so unbelievable to me that that these people continue to get stuff so wrong, uh, constantly being wrong. You would think that you you would learn your lesson, but then you, you look around at these people and, and you're like, oh, well, they're, they're obviously fucking idiot ideologues that have an agenda. And they're going to try to bury the truth. And even like, you know, Vox, even when they get busted, even when, you know, the uh, the, the cat's out of the bag on this whole fucking so-called debunked conspiracy theory, they'll just go back and change it stealthily. Hope nobody notices. I'm surprised somebody did notice. Like, who the fuck reads Vox anymore anyway? Um, but, but yeah, I'm sure somebody went back to go see what they did, you know. Anyway, I don't know. I, I'm going to get get out of here on this, I guess. But just know, um, if you guys didn't already, these people, especially Fauci, they're all a bunch of frauds. Anybody that claims to be a fact checker is not checking any facts. They are they have an agenda, and it's all politically motivated, and that is the, the problem. That is like the biggest problem in society today. It's why we still have to do all of these stupid ritual things related to COVID-19 because this became a political issue. And why did it become a political issue? Because we have the biggest goddamn government on the face of the earth and they are involved in every aspect of our lives. And it's creating a miserable existence for everybody. It's distorting the truth. It's turning, you know, uh, fiction into facts. And it's it's costing people lot their lives. I mean, th- this is not just 
like, oh, well, we got that wrong. No big deal. Like, oh, oh, people died. Uh, oh, okay. Um, you destroyed the world for an entire year. Like, there are massive ramifications for this. And um, I, I really hope that the, the fact that this is coming out now and the fact that these people are starting to get more and more shit thrown at them on Twitter, maybe, just maybe, they'll think twice. But I, I mean, I don't know because this isn't the first time they've been embarrassingly wrong about things. But hopefully the, the, the stakes were so high on this because it affected the entire world and, like, you know, namely our country, you know, the country that you're living in. It, it, it affects a lot more people than just the Covington story, right? Or just the Jesse Smollett thing. Like this was nationwide, worldwide. These people really fucked up. So hopefully more and more people are waking up for this. Maybe that could be sort of a white pill moment for everybody. But I'm going to wrap there, guys. I don't know if this is a shorter episode or not, but the last one was a longer episode, and it took me fucking forever to do. So I'm going to wrap there. Enjoy your week. I will see you guys Friday at the happy hour, and I will drop the um, the Mike Rectonwall episode on Friday as well. So look forward to that. Do me a favor if you like what you heard today. Follow me on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction. Check out our private Facebook group and also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Three things to do. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.